Welcome to another episode of Ananda Marga DharmaCast, and I'm your host, Dara Veda Pragyananda, or many people call me Dara Veda, whichever one you like, it's okay with me, it doesn't matter. So today, I want to address a subject which I think I have done before, but it's so important that let's do it again. And this is, we're going to talk about how to live an ideal or an exemplary life, and especially according to the guidelines which uh, Buddha laid down around 2,500 years ago. But the definition or the explanation that I'm going to give may not be, you know, what if you look up Wikipedia and you look up Buddha's Eightfold Path, you'll see something there. This is a, an expanded kind of um, treatment of it, uh, which is really after the the essay of uh, Sri Sri Anandamurti, my guru, who, who looked at this subject several times, actually. And here's his take on it. Also, I believe it's also the way. And the important thing about this subject, it's not just uh, if you're, you're trying to reach nirvana and you want to, you know, uh, have mystical experience. This is really a, a solid kind of life plan of how to get success in your life spiritual success, no doubt, but how to really chart a really wonderful life. So let's look at it and see what Buddha said those years back and what still applies even now. He said that the first thing you need if you want success is to have a proper outlook, outlook on life. This In Sanskrit, this is called samyak darshan. It means you have to know what is what, which is which, what is your purpose to be here, and what you have to do, and where you have to go? You know, there are many philosophies, and some of them are not so uh, conducive to, to really lasting success. For instance, there was some Greek philosopher, and he said, eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow you're going to die. So if, if you want to go over that route, you can, but there, there's a, a more noble way to do it. And, and the spiritual philosophers say, no, that's our purpose. We're not here to eat, drink, and be merry. We have to achieve something much more than that. So if you can f- find that spiritual philosophy or that philosophy, which, is, which will um, help to expand you as a human being, physically, mentally, and spiritually, that's the way to go. Speaking about having the right outlook, you know, and if you don't have it, you, it could be um, disastrous. Um, so there was a yogi. He was not really a yogi, but his name was Yogi, Yogi Berra, a baseball player. But he once said something which is funny, but actually make, makes some sense. He said, you know, if you don't know where you're going, you may end up someplace else. So yes, it, it has some truth to that. So if, if we don't start off with the right um, way, the, the right direction, the general sense of what we're supposed to do, then we're not going to achieve a good end. So that's the first step, samyak darshan. But then, having a, a good outlook or a good philosophy is not enough. You know, we, we have to do much more than that. So the next step, according to uh, Buddha and other yogis also, he said, samyak sankalpa, Samyak, actually, I'm using this word over and over. It means proper. So, samyak, what is sankalpa? 
It means a proper determination. So you have to, if you want to get success, you know, success in life doesn't come easy. There's going to be many ups and many downs, many periods when you think, oh, why am I doing this? If you want to see yourself through these hard times, you have to have a proper determination, you know, that, that's driving you. So what is that determination? You have to have a firm determination that, you know, I will be successful in my mission. So a proper, and that's what um, Shiva, the founder of Tantra Yoga, he also emphasized that many, you know, 7,000 years ago, uh, I must be successful in my mission. So when you take this proper determination, that will, that will give you a lot of power to, to reach your goal. And in the life of Buddha, of course, there's a famous story where he, he finally, he had tried many, many different paths, many different methods, and he was, got fed up. So he just, one day he sat down under a tree, he said, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to move from this place. Let my bones um, um, disintegrate into dust, but I'm not going to move from here until I achieve my goal. So you don't have to sit under a tree like Buddha or take you know, such, such an extreme vow, but at least you have to be determined that, yes, I have found what I want to do with my life, and I'm, I'm going to do it, and come what may, I'm going to, I'm going to persevere. So this is called Samyak Sankalpa, and it's very important. We should always remember that and do what we can to um, stick to some good path. Then the next step in in Buddhism is called right speech. It's actually the Sanskrit is samyak vak. Vak does mean speech. You know, we should speak properly and the right thing, nice things. We shouldn't hurt people without speech. Whatever is that's understood. But there's another meaning of vak, and vak means all of our organs, our, especially our, our our sensory organs. We should control them, just like you're controlling your speech, but you should also control them. In fact, Buddha himself told his monks and nuns, he said, look, if you see something that is not good to hear, or, or to see, excuse me, then don't look at that, turn your eyes away. If you hear something that's not good, don't, don't stay around and listen to it. If you smell something that's not good, take your nose away from there, get out. And he said we should um, restrain our, our senses. And he said that if you achieve this kind of all-around restraint, you will overcome all sorrow. So it's a, it's a big thing. So you know, we live in a world which serves up a lot of information and stuff which is not good for our mind. It brings you down, it brings me down, it brings you down, it brings us all down. So we shouldn't partake in that. We should, we should be um, discerning. We should, we should see what is going to help us and what is not going to help us. And we should move away from those things which are not good. So that's really what Samyak Vak is. And it, this also is actually very similar to... Um, Shiva, he called it Indriya Nigraha, means this restraint on the organs. So we should we should um, we should be mindful of that 
So samyak vak. So more it's speech, but all the organs, the sensory motor organs, we should have a requisite uh, control or a requisite uh, holding them in the right place. And then next one is um, right livelihood. That is called samyak ajiva in Sanskrit. And it means that we should live a clean life, that, that we should, our occupation shouldn't hurt people, shouldn't be negative. You know, you can make a lot of money by selling bad things or, or cheating people or gambling or this or that. Those, you can make money, people do that, but it's not a good way, it's not a clean way. It's better to have a humble way, but it um, doesn't hurt anybody than you could have a, you could be flying high, you know, with lots of income and status, and but but you're hurting people all all along. It's, it's not it's not samyaka jiva. So this is very important uh, in in the overall chart of our life if we want to reach some lofty goal, a noble goal, or, or a noteworthy goal. So we have to uh, live a proper life. How we to do it. So, so that's something that's a uh, standard kind of thing. Next one is called, in Buddhism, they think, I believe they call it right determination. It's called samyak vihayam in Sanskrit. What, and my guru has given a very great um, take on this. And he calls it proper exercise. But here, exercise doesn't mean you're going to do push-ups and sit-ups and, 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 and jogging. And that's not... That's just physical exercise. But he also says we should have proper mental exercise and proper spiritual exercise. So our mind should be expanded mentally and spiritually. So we should do those kind of things which will help us in that quest. So that's called samyak vayam. There could be yoga exercises, there could be meditation exercises, different kind of practices. There's many different practices which um, expand us. So that's what we should do. And then the next one is often called right action, but in Sanskrit the word is samyak karmanta. And here, when we, another novel way of looking at this is action. You know, in action, there are many different parts of an action. We start an action, we continue an action, we finish an action. And here, my guru placed great importance on the finishing. Samyak karmanta for him meant that whatever we undertake, we should finish it properly. Because so there are many people who start things and then in the middle of it, um, it gets hard or they tire of this thing and then they, they stop it, never finish it, start another thing, start another thing. You'll never get success if you like that. You have to take a determination what you're going to do, and you know, you've already you've already done all these other steps. But then, when it comes to action, you have to follow through and, and right to the end, and that's what's called samyak karmanta. And then, moving on, is something. Um, it's often called right concentration in Buddhism. Is but here the Sanskrit is samyak smriti, and smriti actually means memory. 
So it could be called right mindfulness. So what should we put in the mind? Yeah, what should we put in the mind? Um, what should we remember? We can remember our passwords, no doubts, in the modern age. It's still important, whatever. But that's not the, the, the why we came into this world. So what should we remember? We should remember what is permanent and what is transitory. What, what is here, what is really real, and what is going to be gone tomorrow. And the way to do that is, that's usually what, that's the role of really what meditation is all about. The mantra, especially in the, in the form of meditation which I practice, the mantra reminds you of your true identity, of what you really are. So we should always remember that. If you can remember anything, that's the most important thing to remember, who you are what you really are. And that memory should become permanent, fixed. So not just when you sit down, close your eyes for meditation, but all day long you should somehow always remain attached to that memory. Samyak smriti, that's fixed. It becomes druva smriti, that means a fixed memory. So you're always doing it. You, your dreaming is still there. You wake up from that dream, you get up, and you still have that same fixed memory. And it's, it's memory and it's um, concentration, it's mindfulness of what? Of what you really are. So this is called Samyak Smriti. And then the last step, the last part of this process is called, it's called right absorption, in, if we just would use the English words, but in Sanskrit it's called Samyak samadhi. So samadhi means really you become one with something. It's a, you, you, you're absorbed in that. You, like when you become absorbed in, you can become absorbed in, in mundane thing, a physical thing. You, let's say you go into a movie and, and you get so absorbed in the plot that when the lights come on, you don't even know where you are because you had been absorbed in, the, in, the, in that um, theatrical um, thing on the on the screen, but here we want to be absorbed in what, in love. Really, that's really the ultimate goal. You know that that what is that spiritual bliss, the spiritual uh, goal that we're looking for is really love. It's, that's really you know people say shorthand God is love. Really, that's what it means. So when you become absorbed in that. That's called samadhi, and it often means a, um, a state of ecstasy, a trance state, you know, whatever, however you want to describe that. But it means really that that's that becomes what you are. You're you're really immersed in that. So if you complete this process, you start with a proper philosophy, and you take um, a determination, and then you you um, live your life in such a way. Um, that finally that you can concentrate and, and on, on, the, on the highest possibility, the result is you will get that immersion in bliss. And this is the spiritual path. And this is really the path that, that all the great um, spiritual seekers have, have followed in the path and will follow in the future. So this is my little um, take or my little 
exposition on what, what Buddha said 2,500 years ago and what my guru wrote in his books more recently. So I hope that this is helpful for you. And, um, and we'll be back with some more episodes. I promise to become more uh, regular, more frequent in it. And if you have any questions or issues or topics that you want me to address, let me know. There's some, you can reach me by email. And finally, just to suggest a request, that if you're listening to this on any podcasting platform, if there's a scope for you to um, review and give it a thumbs up or write a, a review of what you, you found here, then please do that because that will help more people to find the, the podcast. And if you subscribe, you'll be notified of future episodes. So that's all. That's all I have for today. And I thank you for taking a little bit of time from your busy day to listen. And I'll be back. Until then, I say namaskar. That's Sanskrit for I salute you. I salute the divinity within you, the consciousness within you, with my mind and all the love and cordiality of my heart. Namaskar. Namaskar.